0: Hi, I'm Reagan, and thanks for listening to my dad's podcast, Lasting
1: Learning. Hi, this is Dave Schmidow, the host of the Lasting Learning podcast. On this show, we talk to real people with real stories. We focus on the focus and discuss what matters most. Let's go. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there.
0: You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. Today is a special bonus episode because I have one of my favorite people on the planet. Sitting next to me, we're not—we're not remote telecasting this. We're not connected through some crazy Zoom portal. We are recording this with Zoom, but that's just simply so you can see us. I am actually sitting next to her. You know, oftentimes in uh, in our in our talks, we sit around and we profess to uh, to have all the answers for uh, education, how to fix things, how to make schools better, and it's us as the adults in the room having the conversations. But today, I have a real live student. Yes, real live students actually still exist, and today I am going to just uh, pick her brain a little bit and find out how school is going for for her. So sit back, relax, and listen in as my amazing guest explains what school is like today in 2020. So. Do you mind introducing yourself, special guest? Yes. Tell the world who you are and why I am so happy to be sitting next to you.
0: Um, my name is Madison, um, and I'm a junior in high school. And this year has been—it's um, been interesting, to say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so Madison, a junior in high school. So, for context, how old are you? I'm 16. 16, mm-hmm. junior in high school, and what state do you live in? I live in Florida. Live in Florida, the Sunshine State, yeah. where. Everything is perfect, and the sun is always shining, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So we get to talk often about Mm -hmm. school. We get to talk about the ups and the downs and the rounds and the rounds. And, um, you know, I I know from your perspective that things aren't always as wonderful as they may seem, but there is some good in school, right? I mean, you're a junior, so 11th grade. I would argue that your first 9, 10, 11 years of school... Were pretty easy for you right
0: yes yeah,
1: yeah. you uh good grades mm-hmm. teachers like you
0: yep
1: friends in school
0: yep
1: play sports i did what sports do you play
0: um i played soccer for eight years but-
1: it, yeah and like played at a pretty high level too right yeah. where after school was pretty much all you thought about yep all you did mm-hmm. kept you busy and now you've got a job that occupies a lot of your time outside yes. of school as well yep. okay so that's the context Busy, busy, busy girl here doing all the things and doing them all at a high level. Let's rewind, though. Let's recap. Um, As we're recording this, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, so school is a little bit different for everybody, so we're going to put put that in context. Let's rewind, though, to last school year, before the world stood still, before everything hits a screeching halt. Can you just walk us through, like, what, what's a typical high school schedule look like for for Madison? So freshman year, sophomore year, kind of, like, merge those into one. What kind of classes are you taking?
0: Um, freshman year was more of a kind of, let me just get introduced to this whole high school thing, kind of see what it's all about, and, like, not load myself up with all the most difficult classes possible, just to kind of introduce myself to everything. Um in sophomore year, I kind of had the hang of things. And so I decided to take a bunch of AP classes. Um, and I surprisingly ended up balancing them fairly well. Um, I was in harder classes, but I was able to keep up with everything. Um, and it was kind of just, I mean, smooth sailing. So, I mean, so
1: I, I'm going to pause right there. I've got questions already. Okay. So sophomore year, 10th mm-hmm. grade, so you still had to go through your sophomore year, junior year, and your senior year. And you're taking AP classes. Just yeah. to, for context here, for people that might be watching this and are listening to this and they don't teach or work in high schools or they don't have a high school student, AP stands for advanced placement, a.k.a. you can earn some college credit for taking these courses. And it also, in a lot of places, gives you a nice little GPA boost. Mm-hmm. So in most schools, you're on a four-point GPA and you take an advanced placement course, your GPA automatically shifts to like a five-point scale, so you could end up with better than a four-point in taking those classes, so there's incentive there for taking those AP courses. Why, as a sophomore, why in 10th grade were you taking AP classes?
0: I wanted to get a head start, honestly, on my college college credits and kind of just see, I mean, also, one of them I was very interested in, it was AP psychology, and that was like, I want to major in psychology, and that was something that I was, you know, interested in. The other one was AP um, world history. Um, I'm not really sure why I took that one, to be honest with you, because I didn't even end up earning college credit for that. But. um,
1: So so let me stop right there. So as a sophomore in 10th grade, you wanted to get a head start on college. So I'm gonna unpack a few questions. So be ready for this. And you don't have to have these answers, but what is it that you wanna study in college?
0: Um, I wanna major in psychology.
1: You wanna study psychology. Mm -hmm. So do you wanna be a psychologist?
0: No, I want to be a child life specialist. That's like the title of it. Um, you basically work in a hospital with kids before and after their surgeries, kind of that kind of stuff. And it's a psychology aspect, and like where you kind of like calm them down, I guess, you know, okay. kind yeah. of
1: help kids get through the trauma. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, you, and you knew that last year. Yeah. So you figured, I'm going to take some courses now to help set myself up for that. Do you feel like you're prepared? right now like if you were to leave high school today would you be prepared to go start that career tomorrow no no do you feel like if you left high school today you'd be prepared to go to college tomorrow no but you took a college course last year i did (laughs) so i'm thoroughly confused yeah so this was a college course though yeah you're getting college you're going to get college credit for it hopefully Mm -hmm. so for people that don't understand how ap courses work you take a class at high school Once the class is done, you take a big test that is sponsored by Pearson. Um, Basically, it's a a college-level test, so they say. And if you score, it's a a, a five-point test. You can get a one, two, three, four, five. If you get a three or better, you end up with college credit. If the college that you apply to decides to say, yep, we will give you credit for that course. So you got better than a three on the test
0: on uh, AP psych yes okay And
1: AP psych you got better than a three but you also said you took AP was it world history yes okay what do you mind me asking what letter grade you earned in the class
0: um letter grade in the class I got around a B
1: okay for so the you got year. you got a B in the class so mm-hmm. m- think about this you got a B in the class and the class is taught based off of the curriculum that's presented by AP they say here's the stuff you have to learn and the tests you have to take along the way but you did not get college credit.
0: I did not. I got a 2 on the exam.
1: Because of one test,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you did not you're not going to get college credit because of the one test. Yep. So you went through that course. It was a year long course?
0: Yep.
1: A year long course. You don't know why you took the course. I have
0: no idea. <laughs>
1: but you took it basically so you could try to say I'm going to get some college credit for exactly. this course. So
0: I could save myself trouble.
1: You got to be in the course. Mm-hmm. Decided to take that course instead of something else that might have been of more interest to you, more relevant to you. Maybe uh something a little bit more exciting to you mm-hmm. so you could hope to try to pass one test yep. on one day
0: and I didn't even do it
1: and you didn't do it. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. So, sorry, I didn't mean to unpack that, but you put it out there. So yep. I figured out I'd ask. Okay. So in a sophomore year, you're already starting to prepare yourself for college because you already know in your head what you want to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're in your junior year. What's a, what's a high school schedule look for, like for you now?
0: Oh, well, um, Um, in only one AP class this year, AP Lang. Um, Lang meaning
1: language. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, But then my math class this year is a dual enrollment class technically, but it's offered at my school. So I don't have to go off campus to take it. Um, I had to take the PERT in order to get enrolled in the class and get a specific score or higher on the math portion of the PERT. To get enrolled in this class do you know
1: how smart you sound right now talking about the pert and dual enrollment yeah. and there's all there's yeah, all it's... these adults listening to this right now thinking, oh my gosh this kid is smarter than me no so let me let me break that down for you dual enrollment another class that you can get college credit for because a college is helping sponsor it you can get credit in both the college and in high school but it's not part of the ap program so there's no big final test necessarily that it's um come hell or high water you pass it or you don't it's it's basically they're saying that the two courses are aligned, and you will get credit both for college and for high school for passing this course. So you're taking a dual enrollment course, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you had to take a test to qualify yes. for that, which yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have you don't have to take a test to finish it, other than regular high school exams. Yeah. Okay, so this dual enrollment course, how's that going?
0: Oh, it's going. Um, so it's college algebra and trig. So um
1: college algebra and trig
0: yeah so one semester so like this semester we have nine weeks left in this semester um we've been doing college algebra and then when we finish this that's like one credit like for half a year me finishing this college algebra course if i pass it that's one credit i get credit for that course and then the next semester um the last two nine weeks of the year we do trigonometry okay and then i have to pass that course and whatever to get credit for that. So by the end of this year, if I pass both of these, I'll have two college credits in one year.
1: That's pretty sweet. Yes. That, that's definitely going to save some money. Exactly. Which is interesting. I mean, it's, it, it is all about trying to save money for college right now, right? It's, it's almost like you're taking out student loans without ever having to pay them back yep. in high school. Um, but it also, it begs a lot of questions on, on my end. So I apologize for this. Back before you started high school, Did you envision college as like the next thing that came after high school? Yeah. So in your head, it wasn't like a part of high school.
0: No, it was completely separate.
1: Okay. When you were in middle school, did you take any high school level courses? I did. Okay. So while you were in middle school, you were taking high school courses. (laughs) While you're in high school, you're taking college courses. When you were in elementary school, did you ever take middle school level courses? I don't think so. Okay. So it seems like as long as you've been in school, you've always been preparing for the next level by being immersed in the next level.
0: yeah,
1: Like it's, it's not the next level, it's your it's, current reality. Yeah. Okay, huh, super fascinating. And yet you don't necessarily think you're ready for the next level yet, but you feel like you're supposed to be doing it to keep up and quite frankly, just to save money. Yeah, that's- Wow, okay. So much to unpack here, man. I, I appreciate you walking me through all this. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're in this dual enrollment course. Um, College algebra, trigonometry. I'm sure it's stimulating. It's riveting. It's so it is fun. taking you to the next level, mm-hmm. and you are just completely immersed in it, right? It's all you think about all That's day long. All it's all I
0: ever want to do.
1: Yeah, it's like honestly. dead poets inside of you. are standing on desks right now preaching to everybody saying, come on, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Let's do this yep. 180 degrees in a triangle, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all, people. Um, how, how's this course going for you?
0: Um... Well, because of the COVID situation, um, we kind of had to do a new schedule in my school where we don't go to each class that we have on our schedule every day. So one day, so like on a Monday, I'll go to my first period, my third period, okay. my fifth period, okay. and my seventh period. Okay. We go to seventh period every day, but right. it's, it's 50 minutes like okay. it you know usually is a normal class period but every other class is an hour and a half. Okay. And then we have one block class in each day, that's two hours. Okay. And that's when lunches are. Okay. So like my first period, an hour and a half. Third period, an hour and a half. Fifth period, that's two hours, and you have lunch in there. Mm -hmm. And then you go to seventh period for 50 minutes. Okay. Um, and then the next day you'll go to second, fourth, sixth, seventh. Okay. And so, it just keeps going back and forth like that.
1: So you've got a block schedule in yes. essence. Which I remember back when I was a principal, I I inherited a school that had been on a block block schedule and there were a lot of people in the school that I took over for that loved that block schedule concept because i said there's so many projects that we could do in this 90 minute block there's so many more labs that we could do you we could. can really take this learning to the next level and i said that's amazing and i remember when i went to actually check out the block schedule in action what i saw was a regular schedule in action dragged out yep. for 90 minutes or 2 hours or not dragged out and some extra time on kids' hands so kids could just do homework or practice things independently in the classroom for extra time. Uh, now, that was just my experience a decade ago. What what does block schedule or this COVID schedule look like from a student's perspective?
0: That's exactly how it looks. It's There's not one class that I can look at. And anything that we accomplish in this 90-minute or two-hour like schedule, we could simply accomplish in a 50 minute. If, I mean, if the schedules were how they usually are, and we just had every class for 50 minutes, I mean, I would get the same information, just it would stay in my brain because with this college algebra class, I have it for an hour and a half. And so the teacher's packing three, four, maybe even five lessons in, in one day. Wow. College algebra, like college level all these things and then we're doing we're having a test like almost every week Uh, every other week pretty much um we have a quiz right before our test then we do more lessons we review one day and then we have a test and i mean i get to the test and i i see all these things and i can do them in class like i can do them on the homework and in class like i know what i'm doing because i i understand algebra and i mean i've i've done well with it my whole life but like I get to the test and I have no idea what to do because I've crammed five lessons in 90 minutes and my brain, along with all my other classes, it just doesn't like, yeah. it doesn't translate onto my test.
1: So you just gave me like five more things I want to address. So you are good at this podcasting thing. Matt. I appreciate you doing <laughs> this. Um, let, I want to talk about the last thing you just said there. So you can do it because mm-hmm. you do it for homework. You do it in class. I, I'm assuming in your, in your school, in your, your, the teacher's grade book, if you were to look at some portal or something and see the progression of your grades, that I would see A's and B's for a lot of class assignments and the homework, but then these mm-hmm. tests come and I'm guessing maybe F's, yeah. D's, C's, okay. So would you argue that there's something different between a test and all the stuff that's happening in school? Because the grades are completely different. What is the difference?
0: Um, I think the main difference is how heavily they grade the tests like they don't grade the homework on accuracy um, we don't have the only there's three sections of my teachers grade book. okay there's tests quizzes and homework okay that's it um, quizzes are 25% of our grade I think okay um,
1: what is the difference between a quiz and a test
0: a quiz is only half the section okay like, we learn half the sections that we're going to need for this, like, unit. Okay. We take a quiz on it. We learn the other half of the sections, and then we take a test. So, we okay. don't even take a quiz on the other half of the sections. We just go right into the test. So. Okay.
1: So, so hypothetically, if you were to bomb a quiz mm-hmm. and do horrible, what happens for you before the next test? Does the teacher then say, okay, let's go – get some extra support, extra tutoring, or is it, uh, be ready. Test is coming in a week. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's, I mean, there's really no, I mean, you can go in early for help, but it's, my problem is I don't know how to ask for help because I know what to do. Like I know how to do this. Okay. I just can't do it on the test for some reason. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one, but I mean, it's just,
1: so it's really interesting as as I'm thinking about this. And again, I'm looking at this from a 30,000 foot, Uh, point of view here where I'm not in the trenches, I would almost wonder what is the purpose of the quiz? So it, it's almost like, um, I'll, I'll use a football example. It's the heart of football season. It's almost like if the record book showed halftime scores that showed halftime scores and it showed, and you also got credit for that. And you also got credit for the end of the game scores. Um, without the coach ever pulling the players aside and saying, okay, let's make some adjustments and let's tweak things before the end of the game. It's halftime. You're going to get credit for the score. And then we're just going to plow ahead. You don't ever get to talk to the coach. You never get to change the the game plan. I mean, I kind of get where we would want to record those quick quiz grades. If we wanted to get a a snapshot on how you're doing and then we could readjust, get some support, get some help, change things up and then continue to move ahead. But if you're struggling at the onset, why would we keep going and expect a different result for that test? It's just, it's, it's interesting to me. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm talking out loud and maybe I shouldn't right now. Okay. So tests have have been kind of a struggle for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, You also mentioned that you feel like you could get the same quality of instruction or the same amount of instruction in half the time. Mm -hmm. And thinking about a person like you who, super active you're working a ton right now in the past you played soccer a ton do you feel like you would be able to find different uses of your time if school were only a half day every day so you would still get the same you'd still have three classes a day three and a half classes a day basically if we threw that seventh hour in there every day but you're now going to get out at 12 or 1 every day or 11 and then you can just you can go to work would that be more valuable for you
0: i think it would um,
1: Hold on. Or, Think, thinking about I'm not, I'm not just talking about right now as a, as a high school girl who's wanting to go out and make a bunch of money and mm-hmm. drive a cool car and get nice clothes. I'm thinking about a, a high school student who is preparing for their future.
0: I, I still kind of have the same answer just because like right now, me trying to find time to do homework in the midst of me getting out at 3.05 from school every day, going straight to work, working my shift, getting home at around 10 o'clock then trying to eat dinner mm. and like I'm tired. Like it's, yeah. it's tiring to do this every day. And then I have to do homework my brain is like not functioning to oh. do this homework, but I have, to, I have to get it done. So I pass these classes. So I think if I got out at maybe 12 each day, I wouldn't go straight to work, but I would have time to like study mm. and do my homework and like understand what I'm doing.
1: That's interesting because I'm sure there might be some people listening that might respond back with, well, then just don't go to work. I mean, school is your priority, yeah. but I also know that you, you have to work because you're setting aside money for college. This thing that you're also taking classes right now to prepare for because you got to pay for college somehow. And other people would say, well, just take out loans, but then you're paying for those for the next 50 years of your life. I'm 43 years old and I just paid off my student loans. So do everything you can I mean, now to avoid that. Number one. Um, But I'm also thinking about those educators out there. There there might be teachers out there, administrators out there that have their own side hustles that are doing things after they get out of work, out of their full-time job to try to pay the bills, whether it's posting things on teacher, pay teacher, or selling oils or whatever the case may be that are out there doing extra things. And they understand how hard that grind is. And the last thing they want is for their boss to be sending them home with extra work or to be filling their time or having a meeting with them every day after school when there's other things they could be doing to help better prepare their life, their family, their future, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious right now, um, Madison, if, if you were queen of the world and your only responsibility was to transform schools and to enhance schools, make them better, make them more practical, more useful, Do you have any things that you would say, this is what I'm doing? This is what I'm changing about schools.
0: Uh, The first thing is the schedule. Like if, if it was this block schedule, that would not be a thing anymore. Okay. Um, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't, I mean, I get where they're coming from on the whole, it reduces. No, actually I don't understand. Okay. So, so (laughs) let
1: let me pause you real quick. You get where they are coming. Who's they?
0: I don't know. Administrators, the, board of people
1: so like the people the that board. made the decision so you're assuming that, that they does not include students so you don't think oh, that no. students were involved in this conversation not even a little bit okay okay that's interesting yeah okay no. carry on
0: um there i think their whole the whole reason they did this block schedule was for covid and their main reason was that it reduces student contact yeah and in the halls you don't it's, I, it's all about it's, contact
1: tracing, so you yeah, know who, who's with who, yeah. Which
0: I understand, but I don't understand how when we're in the halls every single day going to our other classes after that hour and a half, how is that any different than just going to every class? Okay. I just, I don't get it. Okay. Um, so we'd fix that. Um, and then the thing with homework is I, I get it and I understand it and it can help. But when you just load it on, and it's just busy work, uh. and it's like I'm a teacher, so I have to give you homework. Here's this, do this. It's frustrating because mm. I have a lot of assignments um, that I'm looking at, and I'm like, what is this? Like, what am I? What is this for? Like, what am I doing? And I just sit there and I stare at my computer after work and after school all day, and it's just like, what? What is the point of this? <laughs> like, I'm getting nothing from it. I couldn't tell you anything that I remember from any of the homework assignments I've done this year. Even last week. Like I don't know. I wow. don't know what I did.
1: But you're good at playing school. You know how to play the game.
0: I do. I get it done.
1: Okay. And do you feel like that's where most of the emphasis is? Just get it done? Yeah. So jump through the hoops, get it done. Mm-hmm. Remember me- what
0: you have to for right now. Okay. So you pass this test and you can move on wow. and do it again.
1: Okay. So you would revamp, it sounds like a, your biggest issue with school right now is the time constraints. It feels like mm-hmm. people are putting restrictions on your time because they feel like they know what's best for you. Whether it's, it's best for you to be sitting in a classroom for an additional 45 minutes after the instruction ends and after you've already shown me that you can do the work just because we have to have butts and seats or it's you need to jump through some hoops. Once you leave my classroom, when you're at home, at ten o'clock at night after you're eating a late dinner and after you've worked, so that you can because I as a teacher am required to have so many assignments in my grade book, so that I can prove I'm doing my job, I need you to do some extra work for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow. Some stuff for me to think about here. Um, but I, I, I appreciate you keeping it real. That's that's impressive. But I, I also don't want to just dump on that. Um schools are doing some amazing things for you. Mm-hmm. You're you're super bright, super articulate uh student with I mean truly the world is in your hands I just think about the amazing gifts that you have and how awesome you are some of that has to be attributed to schools right yeah what 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 is what are some things that you hope schools never get rid of whether it's during COVID after Mm -hmm. COVID what's some of the stuff that you're like oh if if you don't get rid of this if you're going to change things change things but this is something you got to hold on to
0: I feel like the way that some teachers interact with their students is more than just a student teacher relationship. Uh And like, I can tell you, there have been like some teachers that I've had, not just in high school, but I mean that have like honestly made that lasting impression. And it's like, it's more than just here's your work. See you tomorrow. It's like an actual genuine connection that you have. And it's like someone that I can look up to and I can go to, And, like, I'm not afraid to ask for help, like, whether it's on my schoolwork or, like, in life. So, I mean, I think some teachers could take a lesson from others on, you know.
1: Caring about you as a person, not just a product. yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: And, I mean, I think that's just made school bearable, kind of, is because I know, okay, well, I have so-and-so this day. So, like, if I can get through today and I can make it through today, I can – talk to them about it tomorrow and just not have to worry about going to their class. Like that's just one less hassle that I have.
1: So it's all about time and relationships, which is powerful because we, that's something that we preach all the time, but to hear it from a student who's living it and says, no, that that's, there's truth in that. When you are a teacher and you can put more attention on who the student is as a student not necessarily what the students can produce, what tests the student can, can pass, uh, the grades of the student, but who the student is as a person. You have a bigger impact on that student turning into a person who's productive in society, reaches for the goals, continues to learn, continues to thrive, and continues to dream. So that's what it's all about. Madison, you are absolutely <laughs> amazing. I appreciate you. I know we've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to do this for a long, long yeah. time. We found the time. I'm sure this is just the first of many opportunities for you because I got a thousand more questions I want to ask okay. you, but I, I don't want to distract away from this conversation. So stay tuned and I guarantee people you'll be hearing more from Madison. So sit tight and thanks for checking this out. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Lasting Learning. Interested in learning more? Feel free to check out one of my books, like Making Assessment Work for Educators Who Hate Data But Love Kids, or Bold Humility, or It's Like Riding a Bike, How to Make Learning Last a Lifetime. Just visit schmiddo.net for more information, or feel free to check out Amazon.